When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The time has come. We make our official predictions on Auburn's record in the 2023 season on today's episode of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. TGIF Auburn family. This weekend is it. College football is here. I am your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. We are super fired up, man. We are super fired up for this episode. We put it off as long as we could, Blake, and now mm-hmm. it is time to put our feet to the fire and make our official predictions on what Auburn will do this year. Blake, how are you tonight, my guy? What is up, Auburn family? Uh, it's been a hot one, uh, but I'm making it through, just ready for some football this Saturday. Uh, Dustin, I want to say this. I- I've been uh, trying to uh, stop dipping here, and, I, and I've been without a dip, a can of Copenhagen for 10 days, brother, and, and I'm on these Zen pouches, so that's been a struggle for me as well, but I'm making it. Uh, I'm excited. I'm ready for Jordan-Hare Stadium. I'm ready for that first kickoff, brother. Yeah, hopefully some Auburn football will help cure that itch, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, Blake, we haven't heard from QB1, brother, getting right into it. We have not heard from Peyton Thorne much, and we finally got the opportunity. He did his press conferences and met with the media, and this one right here kind of stuck out to me. We have a lot of people that put a lot of time into this football program, he said, a lot of people that care a lot about us. It's a responsibility that I take very seriously. He also was asked about um, – and I got that from Brian Matthews. That's a quote from Brian Matthews over at Rivals. Um he also talked about the the difference in uh, just the way people are down here. He said it's a little bit slower and people are a lot nicer. And Zach Crotchfield coming from New Jersey kind of told us, right, the Auburn pitcher, he told us that as well. It's just a little bit of a different adjustment coming down here. It's a different pace, but he seems to be fitting in well. Um, some kind of things that stood out to me, Blake, was I could tell he was a coach's kid, um, mm-hmm. very well spoken, said all the right things, kind of sounded like he was an extension of Hugh Freeze, um, just talked about kind of just saying all the things that Hugh's been saying, saying all the right things. Uh, really nothing kind of stood out. It was just textbook, you know, just what you need to do. Um, but a good kid, man, uh, a kid that's got his head on the shoulders, correct, right? And uh, everything we kind of heard behind the scenes, you finally get to see a little bit of it. What'd you take away from QB1? He's a leader, and I think he's ready for the moment. And I, I look, he's played in he's played in big game after big game up there in Michigan State. I don't think the bright lights are going to get to him. I think he's ready for the the task at hand. I think he's ready to get out there and spin it. So I, I loved every answer he had, and uh, you can just tell the maturity's there, and uh, and he's ready to lead this football team, Dustin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, look, guys, enough is enough. We are going to predict. Auburn's record this year, man. And uh, I said it the other night on the live show. And real quick, thank you. Thank you to everybody that tuned into the live show. It was a big success. Um, All the comments, all the feedback, uh, all positive. We really appreciate it. Almost like 50 subs off that thing, Blake. So Mm -hmm. if you're new to the channel, man, we got a lot of good stuff coming. That was just the tip of the iceberg. Welcome to the Uptempo Podcast. Big things happening. But again, man, we uh, really means a lot to us that y'all got in here and made that thing pop for us. Every yeah. Tuesday night, 7 o'clock from here on out, we will be going live every week, Tuesday night. 
We're going to start here with the U Massacre. UMass, UAS, all kind of names have been floating around. Not even really – we'll do our previews for this next week. Obviously, a dub. Uh, we talked to our guy, Nathan Strauss, play-by-play announcer over there for UMass, and um, he kind of told you what it was, right? If I Just off the top of my head, I believe they were 131st in total uh, offense last year, like 126 in total defense. They brought in some guys from the Power 5 level uh, from the portal to try to kind of boost up what they got going on there. Blake, I mean, this should be 52 to 10 ish, huh? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they're going to score 10 points. That's just honestly me looking at it, man. They're, goose they're, egg? Uh, I'm not going to say goose egg. They'll find a way to get three early, probably. You know how Auburn does it. Right. Uh, so, but I just don't think their offense is going to be able to move the football. Uh, it just. We're gonna to get to watch them Saturday, so we'll get a we'll get a, a little sneak peek there against New Mexico State. But I think this Auburn defense is gonna eat. How does UMass get it done through the air, Dustin? Uh, I think our secondary right. is just gonna clamp down any receiver that they got, and I just don't think they're gonna be able to run the football uh, in the trenches against us. So yeah, you say fifty-two yeah. to ten. I say I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. So more on that one next week. Obviously, we'll talk about that one a whole lot more as it comes. Cal going out to the West Coast, the Golden Bears. Sick logo that Blake found here for our background today. Um, yeah. A Pac-4 matchup, SEC versus the Pac-4. Um, we've talked about this one a little bit in the offseason, too. It's tricky just because of time. I mean, we're literally going to be getting naps at like 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon um, to try to be energized to stay up to 1, 2 o'clock, however long this thing's going to take. What happens if there's a rain delay out there? Could we be up to like three in the morning? Oh, man. <laughs> this one, and, and Dustin, I've said all along and in Jeremy's space the other night that this one could get tricky. Now, I think a lot of people are they're, they're going ahead and saying like, hey, this is a dub. Look, we both agree that, yes, Auburn wins this football game, right? But what I mean by tricky, Dustin, is you go out there, you turn the ball over early, Cal scores, maybe you get behind by seven points early, and you got to face a little adversity, right? Mm -hmm. uh, late night kick, uh, you know, you're two time zones away from Auburn, Alabama. Uh, there's maybe a little jet lag in there. Who knows? You know, like it just tricky, tricky environment. Now, one thing I do think is going to happen is I think Auburn fans are going to uh, trump Cal fans in mm -hmm. their own stadium. Okay, so I think we will have the crowd on on our side. So, you know, I don't think that's going to be a big factor. I don't think the Pac four really, besides you know Oregon in their last year and and USC in their last year, UCLA people like that, man. Uh, th those teams like Cal and Stanford, they don't really bring a lot of big home crowds, you know. So, uh, look, I've made the I've made the prediction that I think Jarquez Hunter plays in this game, and I think he goes for two hundo in this game, mm -hmm. and I think he slashes uh, the Cal defense. I'm gonna make a prediction on Jarquez here. He's gonna start versus UMass, and mm -hmm. you're not gonna hear anything about it. Yep, we'll be sitting in that stadium. They'll say and start get running back number twenty seven, junior Jarquez Hunter, and that'll be the end of it, guys. All yep. that talk, all that worry. It's just a prediction. I don't. That's not coming from nothing. I don't know that for sure. But as we're a week out, man, I'm just like, come on, bro. And and Dustin, look, I I think Auburn wins this football game by 14 to 17 points. I yeah, think they I'll, pull away late. I like that. It was. It definitely seems like a situation where um, a quarter, maybe even a half, where it's a tight ball game. But over time, it's week two. 
It's week two. Like, we're going to be fresh. I don't think we shouldn't have a, a plethora of injuries week one versus UMass. We should still have all our bodies, especially up front. And I just kind of, like you said, man, just 200 yards for Dark West type thing, just going to wear them down. Um, yeah. I just think over the course of four quarters, that SEC play. So, me and Blake both got a win going out to Cal. So, we got right now, we got our Tigers at 2 0. Now, listen, just want to give these guys a little love out the SOCON. Sanford is a good ball club. And Auburn great Pat Sullivan coached there for a long time. Rest in peace to the GOAT, Pat Sullivan. Did a lot to build that program up. I believe they were a playoff team last year. I know they were strong. They're a strong team. They've been a good program for a little bit now. But obviously, don't have the horses, don't have the dogs. The line of scrimmage is where these kind of games are really just lopsided and out of hand. Um, Auburn should win this one by 60. The really question on this one is, just hold and get to play. That's kind of where I look at with this one. You just hold and get a shot to get in. Maybe uh, – Sean Jackson get his toes. Maybe he gets 10, 15 toes. Jeremiah Cobb, you get to see him get some extended time. Because after that is when you get into the meat of this thing. So if you're really going to get those young guys, those reps, you have that new rule now where everybody's allowed to play four games without red shirt. And mm-hmm. You want to get those young cats in there, especially those young cats in the secondary. Because we talked about this before, Blake, where we got a lot of vets in that secondary. And then you got a lot of young guys. There's a little bit of a gap in the middle. That eligibility now kind of needs to even out a little bit in that secondary. So you're going to have young guys like Sylvester Smith, a guy like Colton Hood, by the way, making a lot of noise in camp. Mm-hmm. You're going to see some of those guys, but this is kind of that chance because you're about to get into it here. This next week you go to College Station. So this is kind of that last chance. So for me, that's really the only thing about Stanford is you want to make sure that you get 70, 80 guys to play, make sure all those freshmen get their reps in because you got New Mexico State down the line. Maybe you get up big on bandy type thing and get a chance, but – after this one, the opportunity kind of starts running out for those young guys. Anything you want to add to this one, Blake? Obviously, blowout city. Yeah, blowout. Auburn improves to three and zero. I think you do get to see Holden Garner in this game, um, and just not going to be a contest. Right, right. All right. So right now we got us at three and zero. Now, this is where I have gone back and forth from June to July to August as we creep up to September. What are we going to do with this swing game? Everyone's talked about it, bro. It's not a hot take that going into college station is kind of when we find out. This will be Auburn's real first test to find out what these boys are about and what the improvement has been. Blake, I'm going to tell you, I got the W, okay? And I'm predicting Auburn to win this game and go 4-0, and here is why. 4-1 all time in college station. So I don't want to say that it's a tough place, like it's that it's not a tough place to play. There's going to be 100,000 members of a cult family all screaming, all playing like 22-year-olds dressed up in RTC uniforms. They got their whole thing going on, right? So it'll be a little bit loud. They're going to have their little weird chants before and all that kind of stuff. And But if you're 4-1 and one there all time, and I listen to what other players say, right? Like I remember, um, remember they asked Joe Burrow, toughest place to play. Now I'm not just saying this. He was like outside of Baton Rouge, Auburn, and he mentioned a couple other places. But, like, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is when you hear players talk, when you hear announcers that work in the SEC, when you hear people that travel to all these stadiums, they don't ever put A&M in, like, the top five, six, seven. A place like yep. South Carolina, in my opinion, gets hype and gets more loud than A&M, and they're 20, 25,000 seats less. Mm-hmm. Um, still a tough environment, and this was a tough game for me to call. But – Looking at it right now, I look at it and say, you won it 13 to 10 last year. And I go back and forth on AM. And they've been a, would you say that AM has been the most polarizing team in the SEC this offseason? Yeah. Yeah. I would go there. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I, they've I had see, all the they've had all the smoke around them with Bobby P coming in to call plays. Can Jimbo give it over to him? Is the, is there going to be any any button of the heads, you know, between those two? What happens when things go wrong? You know, like right. uh, obviously they had the Cam Coleman out of nowhere situation that happened, and then the NIL disaster that they're going through. And so I mean, it just feels like all the news is going down there to College Station and. And people are saying that they think Texas A&M is back this year. They think nine wins. I've mm-hmm. seen ten wins. Uh, so, you know, I think, Dustin, that if if Jimbo don't win nine to ten games, I think he is gone. And I told you this the uh, the other day is, is if they go to Miami and they lose, I think he is in serious trouble. I don't. I don't think they fire him that early in the season. But then, if you come home mm-hmm. and you lose to Auburn, mm-hmm. oh boy! All right. Yeah. Now, I don't think they lose to Miami. But if it happens, like let's don't let's don't think that's just some insane take, mm-hmm. right? Because they lost to App State last year at home. Uh, so if they lose those two games that earlier in the year, man, like. These AM fans are gonna they're gonna start swirling and spinning, man, because guess what? Oklahoma and Texas join next year, Dustin. So in my opinion, you fall a little bit further down the totem pole. I just think this is a this is a must-win year for AM, but I don't see it happening. I'm not on that train, and they're gonna have to prove it to me, Dustin. Yeah, that Texas that Texas joining the SEC, the, the way that A&M handles that is really interesting to me. What it's going to do in recruiting and everything off the field. How does I mean, because I would imagine there's some some animosity there. They played forever. Yep. A&M says, we want out of here. We don't want to deal with this Longhorn Network. This is too much. And then here you come back again invading on their territory type thing. So it'll be fun to watch that rivalry reignite. And, yeah, man, I just – um. I just I see A and M going like a seven and fivers type thing, eight and fours type deal, and and then you know that opens up the questions because if it's if it's six and six or anything less than that, then you clearly you fire him. Yeah. Um, but like you you mentioned going back to Miami, uh, then losing to Miami. Remember back in whenever LSU fired Les Miles, same situation, mm-hmm. right? They lost to Wisconsin, had some cupcake games. Come to Auburn, Daniel Carson kicks them to death, six field goals, and we beat them. Actually, they won the game, didn't get the snap off in time. <laughs> Just a just a wild scene, yeah. um, and then he gets fired. So that's is literally the same thing. They're the two and two type deal. I think they're in that same scenario. I think A and M's already got that check wrote. They're just waiting to sign it, and that ain't nothing to them. So I got Auburn winning a low scoring game, Blake. I'm just twenty one to seventeen ish, twenty to fourteen ish. I think it's going to be another defensive battle, just like the thirteen ten that we put out last year. Um, but the thing that puts me here is it's still early in the season. You still mm-hmm. have only played three games. You haven't played three games that would really physically test you yet. So you still should have the bodies up front. That D line should not be beat up, banged up. The depth issues that we have at defensive line shouldn't be showing themselves when you've only played UMass, Cal, and Sanford coming into AM here in your first real SEC physical type game. So I'm going to pick us to win it just off of I don't think AM's culture is right. I don't think their intangibles are right, and we're four and one in this stadium all time, and I think we're going to make it five and one. One second. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I just um, and I know hey. that they. Hey, hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, they coming on. Robbie Ashford, late twenty four seventeen Auburn. Okay. 
Robbie Ashford late makes a play, Dustin, Why on Robbie? the road. Why, Robbie? Because I'll tell you, man, the guy, I, I, I believe in the guy, right? I believe in him, uh, and, and I think he's going to get an opportunity in this game to make a play. I think Auburn's going to be driving late, uh, and, and I just think he is going to uh, maybe get down on their end of the field, and I think he's going to get an opportunity to possibly uh, throw off of something. Uh, I think that that he could he could either be a decoy of some type, or he could get in there to use his legs, uh, and possibly Hugh make something happen where they say, "Hey, look, uh, we're going to throw this thing with Robbie and and maybe catch him off guard." Right? I just think Robbie Ashford is going to win a game for Auburn late this year, where some people might not think so. And I I just think he's going to contribute, man. I think he's yeah. going to be there on the field to help Auburn and. He's been on the road, right? Like he knows he he's yeah. been to Georgia. Like he's been to tough environments. Uh, I I think he's going to get an opportunity, and it might not even be late. It might be in the second quarter. I, I think Robbie Ashford uh, makes a difference in this game. I like that one a whole lot. And you know the the cool thing, the interesting thing about that one is I can really see this because, like I just said, I think it's going to be a low scoring. I think it'll be a defensive battle. It might not even be a situation, bro, where it's like Peyton struggling type thing. It might just be, hey. Because I do think AM is going to have a good defense. My questions mm-hmm. with AM are about culture, about offense, and I just think the game is past Jimbo by type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think bringing in Bobby Petrino is going to fix that either. But you in a 17 17 ball game, yeah. and then you just don't have the pop, and AM's playing good defense. You bring in nine and he can make a play. That's a hell of a prediction, Blake. I like that one a whole lot. I'm riding on it. You know, like I told you, I, I, I still believe in the kid, man. Like, yeah. Don't give up on him. Uh, he's a he's a hell of an athlete. He's a hell of a playmaker, and I I, I just think something's telling me, man, that he's going to win a game for Auburn in a in a close situation. He's going to make a play, you know. And even if he doesn't score, I think he's going to have a pop, man, a, a pop play where he just people are like, damn, there's nine, there he goes, you know, like he escaped. And, and he takes off, you know, or, or hits a big pass play, you know, thinking back to Bryant Denny last year, that throw he made, uh, that was Tavar, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, Tavar, yeah. just something like that, man. I think Robbie makes a difference in this game to push Auburn over the top. Yeah, that's why you have electric athletes. That why you, that's why you have playmakers that can take that thing to the house. And if you got a guy like that on your bench that you can just bring off, it's problems. So right now, Blake, we've got Auburn 4-0, and and I got to say – if we were 4-0 at this point, the Auburn family is going to be through the roof. They're going to be through the roof. The hype's going to be unreal on September 30th when Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs roll into town. Now, I hate Georgia. I hate Georgia with all my heart. So, that is the – so understand that. I got to predict, got to say what I think is going to happen here. Now, look, I think we're going to close the gap. I think the days of 34 to 10 are over in this rivalry. I think the days of us looking like we're no longer competent and belong on the field with this team are over. Every year, this gap has got more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And there was a time when Auburn led in this rivalry, a game that we played every time since 1892. And now all of a sudden, we've lost 15 out of 18. So the time has come. Now, I don't think it is this year. I think we're going to lose this one. But I will say, 
I think you see a different Auburn team. I think you come out of this game and you say, okay, we're starting to close the gap on these teams that have just ran the SEC. We're starting to close these gap. Because, I mean, how unlucky can we be, man? <laughs> Our two biggest rivals are on some of the greatest runs in the history of this sport. Mm-hmm. And we just sit back and have to deal with it. And then we go on <laughs> – our worst run in a long time. It hasn't it hasn't matched up well for us, obviously. I do think that this is kind of where you close the gap. I think that both teams coming in 4-0. <coughs> crowd is going to be out of this world. The atmosphere will be nuts. Um, this will be the most hyped-up game, most likely, in the conference that week. So we talked about all that kind of stuff. And I think that we put on a hell of a performance. I think we showed the world that we're back to playing Auburn football. Here's the thing. I just can't pick it, you know. I just can't pick it. Um, I think that we hang in midway through the third. Maybe we're even in this thing in the fourth. But Georgia has won in the living rooms at a significantly higher level than we have over the past five years. And with the portal, you were able to close that gap a little bit. But And I feel like we probably did. But I don't think that it's all happened yet. I just don't think that we have the horses to match up with this team. And Georgia's... Georgia has a pretty easy schedule. This can go both ways, but I would say they have a pretty easy schedule coming in. I don't really anticipate them being too banged up. Like you're probably going to get a healthy Georgia team. Um, Now, the way that Georgia can lose this, as I've said all summer, they've won a hell of a lot of games in a row. You would add four more under uh, the scenario right here. I don't see them losing any of the first four games they have, Blake. And uh, this would be that first true road test, like you talked about Tuesday night for Carson Beck. So there is a world. There is a world. I, you know, but uh, as of right now, Blake, I just don't see it. I, I would say somewhere around a, a 31 to 21, 35 to 24 type deal here. You know, Dustin, uh, Carson Beck's first true road test, right, in a hostile environment like Jordan-Hare Stadium. Do you remember last year when Georgia went on the road at Missouri? And it was a field goal fest until late in the fourth quarter. They struggled, man. They struggled. They couldn't do anything right offensively. Stetson was struggling, uh, making, you know, poor decisions. They couldn't run the football, couldn't find ways to get Brock Bowers into the offense. Uh, I think that's what it's going to come down to, man. Can Auburn make plays on defense in this game? Can Auburn force a couple of turnovers Mm -hmm. early? Can Auburn shut down a Brock Bowers game? You're not going to shut him down. Excuse me, people. I'm sorry I said that. (laughs) You're not going to shut him down, but can you slow him down? Can you contain him a little bit? Uh, Can you keep him from popping a a 60-yarder on you? Because when the kid gets out in open field, uh, he can run you over or he can can dance around you. He can do it all. Uh, And he's so talented, they're saying that he could sit out this year and still be be a top-10 pick, right? So – Uh, They're super talented, like you mentioned. They've won in the living room. I actually think the quarterback position is going to be a little better for them this year. And people might look at me and say, hey, Stetson was a two-time national champion, right? But Carson is a dog, man. I I don't know if you kept the TV on in that national championship game, but my (laughs) my buddy did not skip a beat. He stepped right in. And as far as arm talent goes, dude can spin it, all right? He can spin it. Now, Stetson made plays with his feet 
and everything. And and every time Georgia needed a big play, you go back to that Ohio State game, like he made it, right? We know the the special kind of talent he was at Georgia. But I look at arm talent in the quarterback position, man, and Carson Beck is legit. But I think Auburn keeps this one close, Dustin. I think they can score. I think having a guy like McPherson on special teams as your kicker, you get it to the 40 and you got a shot, you know. Mm. You got a shot, uh, and and I think Auburn can keep it close. I really do. And the hostile environment, that's going to play a factor. How crazy can Auburn fans be? You know, you come in 4-0, and oh, that thing should be exploding. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing, it's going to be a 230 CBS kickoff. That thing, will be there. that thing should be absolutely bumping. Auburn will probably be ranked yeah. if they're at 4-0. Should be. I mean, this is going to be a top 25 matchup. Uh, and, and I'm with you, man. I think Auburn closes the gap a little bit. I could see a 10-point loss, a 27 to – to 17 or, or 31 to 21, you know, like I just, I'm not sure we have the horses to run with them just yet. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's really, you know, that's, that's more looking at the D line and, and the linebacking core, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the way they love to move, the, to move the football, the way they love to run the football uh, and, and, you know, get their tight ends involved and everything. I just think, They've got a little too much horsepower for us this year. Yeah, so me and Blake both have the L here. But listen, that would put us at four and one. You'd be four and one, man, and you're coming into your bye week, right? I think anybody, as we sit here today, a week before the season, we would take that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. We would be at our bye week, one win to one win away from matching last year's total. So then we have the bye week, and then we go on the road to LSU. And that will be that's October 14th. Blake, um, LSU plays at Ole Miss and then at Missouri before us. So just kind of remember that. You just mentioned Georgia going up to Missouri and having a tough game. And I don't mm-hmm. know if, if Missouri is going to be, you know, they're not going to light the world on fire. They always have a good defense, though. I think they win six, seven, eight, ga- eight games possibly this year. That's kind of pushing it maybe, but definitely six or seven. They're going to be in a bowl game, in my opinion. They have some athletes over there. So, I, I'm just saying going to Ole Miss and then a team that you know is going to pound you with Kushan uh, Judkins, right? And that's going to be it. That's a big – that was a Magnolia Bowl, I think they call that game. That's a big rivalry game. That's a test for LSU. That's two SEC road games before us. But ultimately – and we have the bye – and that's something I want to see. I'm interested to see Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery with a bye week, what they can draw up. But I think that LSU is just ready to roll. I think they're ready to roll. I think Brian Kelly is a good coach. I think that he has continued to recruit well. He's killed the portal both times. He's had the opportunity since he's been there. And he's just – um, whether you like him or not, the dude can coach football. He's built a program there. We'll be four. We'll be. We'll have a good record. I have us. We have us a four and one right here. LSU is going to be ranked and have a high record. So probably get a night game here. And you know, does Auburn win back to back night games in Baton Rouge, especially after last year when we were all smoking cigars and taking pictures and letting them know, hey, we got you. I just don't know, man. Um, again, do you? And I want to say, do you close the gap? But, hell, you let them off the hook last year. 
You let them off the hook. And a couple of the guys in the fireside, they mentioned that. A couple, I don't remember which one it was. I believe it was a wide receiver one where they said, we want the LSU game because we know we let that one go. Um, but it's hard for me, Blake, to, to say that the team that just won the West last year and I feel like got better, bringing back a good starting quarterback in Jaden Daniels, it's just hard for me to see Auburn pulling this one out in this kind of tough environment. If this one was at home, I'm, after a bye week, I might be singing a, t- a different tune here. But this one being on the road, I'm going to go LSU field goalish. I got Auburn playing really well. And a point that you've made a lot is about the 2013 game that you went to at LSU in the rain where we got down 21-0 early, ended up losing 35-21. But you left that game thinking Auburn is on the right path. I present under my scenario 4-2, and two, losing a, a close game to Georgia, losing a really close game in Baton Rouge. I think you would sit back and say, hey, Auburn's closing the gap and Auburn is on the right path. But as we sit here today, I got this one as a loss. Man, if we get through these first six games at four and two, I'm ecstatic, right? I mean, bro, come on. I, I mean, with losses to Georgia and LSU, I mean, two top five teams in the country, you know, I mean, uh, well, should be top five teams. In my opinion, they're going to be top five yeah. teams. Um, really and truly, man, LSU's season really comes down to, I think, how how well Jaden Daniels uh, progresses, you know, and, and is he going to take that next step? Remember the second half last year in Jordan-Hare? Boy, it was a struggle for him. They ended up having to go to Nussmeyer down the stretch and everything, mm-hmm. and, and Jaden just – what they throw for five yards in the second half and still won yeah. the game? Yeah. Insanity, right? Uh, I think you're going to get a hell of a football game. Uh, can Auburn – I think can Auburn – can they hit LSU with a deep shot in this game? Can they hit them mm-hmm. Can they hit them where it hurts, brother? Like, uh, we know Auburn's going to try to run the football in, down there, but it's going to be tough sledding, right? We know yeah. that. But Auburn's going to have to hit a shot. They're going to have to hit LSU right in the teeth, and then they're going to have to do it early. I think you're going to have to hit something over the top. You're going to have to hit something, uh, a, a big man like a Cam Brown or, or a Jair Shorter, Shane Hooks, something something that really breaks LSU's back, man. And they're like, you know, hey, these dudes, we didn't respect their receivers last year, but these dudes got some guys this year, you know. Mm. Um, but I got Auburn losing a close one, man. It's going to be close. I think – I think this could be one of the better Auburn games this year. Like one that one that you remember two years ago, man. You were sitting on the edge of your seat mm-hmm. when when Jarquez broke that run. You know, I I think that could be another finish down in Baton Rouge where there's been some historical finishes down there, right? Um, there's some heartbreakers. I mean, yeah. So uh, I I think this one's going to be close, but I think LSU pulls away at the end, maybe by a field goal late. Uh, but but I'm gonna say. I'm going to say 27-23, Dustin. Yeah. So we both got us at four and two. And, hey, on, on when you, the scenario that you kind of paint for this game, when you talk about needing to bust that big play, you know what you can't do in these kind of games? These are the kind of games where when you fumble the, the punt return, when you muff the punt return, or when you're in that red zone and you fumble the snap, they, these are the kind of games where one little mistake, one play can really determine it. And mm-hmm. if you make that, you know, you're 24 to 24 and then you muff the punt and all of a sudden LSU's got the ball in the red zone and, you know, it's just that kind of game. So you, 
it's just hard to pick us. And in, 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 we were in that kind of situation where you feel like you just kind of almost have to play mistake free because if you let that crowd get into it, it is just such a tough deal, man. So right now, halfway through, we got us sitting at four and two. And like I just said, everybody, and Blake reiterated it, everybody would be happy with this. We would take this in a heartbeat if we could Absolutely. sign up for it today. So midway through, we got us at four and two. Blake, if the people need some new Auburn gear, who should they hit up? Hit up homefieldapparel.com. Get uh, Use the up-tempo code at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, the, we, we've shown the shirts on here many of times. If you're a new listener, go check this uh, website out. It's a great company. They've got so many teams, so many universities to pick from. They're dropping new things every single week, uh, and, and they're a great company. So we enjoy using them, and we enjoy the sponsorship. Go check them out. Yes, sir. And uh, we talked about Tuesday, man. We appreciate it, like you said, all of you guys coming in here and, and making that yeah. live show pop for us. And uh, we had some new members. Mm-hmm. We had a couple people sign up for new memberships. Blake, what comes with the memberships, brother? You can get the $3.99 a month JV Squad package. And as you see right there, the members only live chat, member shout outs, and all of those good things. Uh, we're going to be kicking it every Tuesday night in that live chat. Come join us. Uh, we will take anything we can get from you guys. Like we, we just appreciate you so much. But if you want to go a step further, go get that five ninety nine a month varsity squad package. That's where things are going to kick off this Friday night with that recruiting update videos. Those are going to be special. Dustin's already working on something. He's cooking something up. We're gonna we're gonna have a game day group chat gameplay with you. Throw us those Xbox gamer tags. We will get on the sticks and chop it up. We'll have a great time getting our Xbox party. Do whatever you want to do and just talk about Auburn sports. Uh, And then watch the film, Auburn baseball. We're going to be doing a lot of things with that. I can't wait for Auburn baseball season. Hopefully another trip to Omaha is coming up. And then discounted merchandise. Go check out the shirts over there at the War Report. We're going to be giving out some of those uh, on, on discounted prices. So, we appreciate each and every one of you for joining us, uh, and and uh, and you were greatly appreciated. Yes, sir. And on the watch the film, guys, um, also going to try to get in here and get it to where we can do some stuff, uh, watch the film stuff on some of these high school prospects, some of these guys mm-hmm. that are committed. Just logistics, how to work out, how to get the videos on there, all that kind of stuff. So those things are coming. Also, um, not sure if it's going to be Saturday yet or Sunday, but for the varsity squad members, the recruiting pod will be up. And the way that we're going to kind of do that is obviously we will, me and Blake will both be at Theodore versus Baker um, tonight, Friday night as this airs. And so we're going to get as many clips as we can, get a breakdown mm-hmm. there, do everything we can with that. But on the recruiting pod, we will talk more about that, kind of what we saw in Bryce's game, everything to go with that. And we will go through as much as we can because high school stats are hard to find for some people. Mm-hmm. But we will go through as much as we can, recapping all 16 commitments and what they did that week and breaking down their performances. And we will do that every single weekend. That'll be for our varsity members this recruiting pod. So look out for that. It'll be in your feed this weekend for those varsity members. And like Blake said, man, we just appreciate you guys for rocking with us. There's 15, 20, 25. I don't even know how many Auburn podcasts there are at this point, but uh, man, we're just growing. We're steady growing. We're almost at a thousand subs guys. We're at 850 right now, 150 more to go. Um, a thousand is a big benchmark on YouTube. It opens up all kind of opportunities for you. So we're almost there, like 550 subs or something in the last two months. It's just been great. And for you guys to just tune into us, man, and, and take us seriously, um, mm-hmm. it really does. It really does mean a lot to us. We're not just saying that. 
But back to the football, man. Back to the ball, baby. Four and two is what me and Blake both have us at. And, and, and full disclosure, guys, we didn't sit down beforehand and do these together. Yeah. We really didn't. It just kind of goes this way. I guess we record a lot, so maybe maybe we just think a lot the same. Think mm-hmm. a lot. I don't know, man. But uh, old piss, old piss, and Lane Kiffin will be rolling into Jordan Hare Stadium October twenty first. And Blake, I'll just start on this one, brother. I've already said it. I don't care. I am concerned about Auburn's run defense. I think this could be a high scoring game. You know, this might be one of the forty two to thirty five ones. You think back to the one where an old Miss back in the day where Trevor broke his leg there at the goal line. It, it might be a crazy game like that. Um, but wow, I just, who who was on the sideline for that game yeah, for Ole Miss? Wow. Yeah, right. Um, but I'll say, bro, there's just no way. I said it Tuesday night, and I'll reiterate it. Auburn Jesus ain't allowing this. You ain't coming up in our building, dude. You ain't coming up in Brother Hughes Church. You ain't coming up in here and taking this from us. Ole Miss is going to have to understand. You're going to have to get put in your place. It's checkmate. Because all this talking that has happened in the summer – I'm over it, bro. You see this logo right here? That's your damn logo. You see Colonel Reb? That's your guy. That guy. Not the shark or the black bear or whatever in the world y'all got going on. You got an identity crisis over there. You don't know your mascot and you don't know your damn place. So on October 21st, you're going to be reminded of what it is. Because, yes, you got a dove last year. First, the worst person to ever lace it up and coach for Auburn. There is nobody worse. Pop, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but Harson's worse than Doug Barfield. He's worse. I don't want to hear it. Sorry, old-timers, but that shit was pathetic. And even Harson still smoked a 10-win Ole Miss team the mm. last time they came to our stadium. Mm. Listen, Lane Kevin's already got one foot out the door. We just saw that. Mm. Okay? He's looking at A&M. By this time, I my question is, is Jimbo Fisher still the head coach by the time that Ole Miss plays Auburn? If he isn't, then Ole Miss might be in a situation like they were last year just a couple weeks earlier. Mm. Because I'm here to tell you that Saban ain't handed over after this year. He's still going to hang around, and I don't think Lane wants to hang around. Mm. That AM mm. job comes open, all that money. Mm. Oh boy, here we go. There's no way that Ole Miss is coming into our house and getting a dub after everything that they've said. I don't want to hear it. I've got Auburn 42 to 24. Just, just smoke them, beat the dog shit out of them, and then let them know that you don't belong here. And we can't afford to lose. I don't want to lose to LSU and then not play them for a year or two or however long it ends up being, but I can live with that because LSU is a proud program. I'm not trying to sit on a 600, 700 days of not beating Ole Miss. That I have no time for. So the hell with Ole Miss, Auburn rolls. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. That's some heat right there. 42 to 24. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. You are about to see Quinshawn Judkins <laughs> and 27. All right, Jarquez, yeah, Hunter, yeah, go hey. at it. You are about to see two dudes uh, back and forth, back and forth all night long. I think both of these dudes are 
NFL caliber backs, man. They're I think they're going to both be high draft picks. Um, I, I think these dudes are both special, right? Uh, I think it's going to come down to uh, can can Auburn get a turnover? Can Auburn force a fumble? Uh, can can Auburn force Jackson Dart into a pick? We know he loves to throw them. All right, um, man. When I touch on this one, you know this is this is the one Dustin I told you I was really having trouble with. You know, I kept saying, hey, I can, can, what's going to happen this night? But I am with you on, I think that everything that has went on and all the momentum that Auburn is on right now with Hugh Freeze, and you know Hugh don't want to lose this game. No, bro, the team's playing up for him. And you know this fan base is going to be absolutely rocking in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Give me, give me McPherson on a walk-off field goal. Ooh. Give me McPherson. Okay. Give me, give me 34-31. McPherson mm. walks it off. All right. Okay. And maybe, maybe, maybe Auburn takes a little shot at Lane and and uh, maybe a little mustard bottle or something, hey. you know, a little <laughs> golf ball or something. <laughs> and, like, no, don't don't act like that. That was a joke. Don't act like that. But uh, you know, so give me give me something. I wanna I wanna see some spice during this handshake at, at the fifty, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, give me McPherson on a walk off dub. I, I like I like Auburn to win this one close. Yeah. So. In this on our current scenario, we have us losing to Georgia, to LSU, and it's just like I just don't see us losing three in a row, man. I, don't, I think that we're no, we're I just think we're too good. We're gonna be too good of a team this year. I'll just come out and say it. I'm not saying we're gonna kill, you know, crush and all that kind of stuff, but we are too good to lose three in a row this year. We're not gonna lose to Ole Miss at home. Are, so me and Blake both got W's. Are we so, booking a little bit? Are we are we are we looking through the orange and orange and blue goggles or? I don't or, think so because when we get to when we get okay. to the end of it and show our total records, I'll give you the reason as to why we're not. But right now, Ole Miss, I got a W. Blake got a W. So we're sitting here at five and two, and we've already eclipsed or matched, I mean, our win total from last year. So on a roll. Now, October 28th, again, another Mississippi school coming into town. We don't know the next time we're going to play Mississippi State. Maybe I'm corny in this, but this is important to me. Like, I don't want to lose to these teams that we are superior than and that we've played every year since at least 1992. Um, but these Mississippi schools have been playing for a lot longer than that. I don't want to sit here and then not play them for a year or two and just have this loose, this losing streak to these guys. And Mississippi State's kind of had our number in the last couple of years, and that's not the way that it should be. Like Historically, yeah. obviously, they're nowhere near what we are, but they've been kind of on the up and up for them. This is their best ten-year stretch ever, and this has not been our, our, you know, our best. And even in their best ten-year stretch, they haven't accomplished anything. But I'm just saying, man, they have kind of had our number. But coming into Auburn on October 28th, the day that I will be turning 32 years old, mm. um, I just think that uh, I've already said it. And what we're going to do next week, we'll throw up our SEC predictions. But uh, spoiler alert: I've got Mississippi State finishing last. I've said that before. Um, if they were still running, this isn't even about the pirate, bro. If they were still running the system that he ran, I would feel differently. I understand everything about their starters that are returning from Mississippi State. I get all that. But they're spread offensive starters. And they're about to try to line it up and do something different. Mm-hmm. And not a little different. Like different, different. Mm-hmm. And I just don't I don't see it working. And um, I know they kind of got put into a situation where they have the name of coach. Is Zach Arnett ready to be a head coach in the SEC? We were talking about hiring him as our DC. That was the name that was being floating around. Mm-hmm. Then the tragic situation happens, and he has to step up to the plate. 
So it's not, I'm trying to, you know, it's not me trying to be harsh or mean to him. I'm just saying, would he be the head coach of this program if what happened didn't happen? No. Would he be the head coach of any SEC program if what happened didn't happen? No. So I think they have a coach that was not ready to be an SEC head coach is now in charge. And when I see that you're trying to switch up that much, I, I just have a ton of questions. I have nightmares of when Auburn tried to switch up its system back in 2012. And obviously that went was just a disaster. I don't see three and nine for Mississippi State. I'm kind of going back and forth on whether they win five or six games. But ultimately, man, I think that this is kind of a stretch where um, Auburn needs to hit these games, man. We're looking at, at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Vandy. You need to clean these out if you want to get to that 7-8 win mark. This is a game that you need to win. And I just think that Auburn wins this one, and I don't even think it's really – I don't think it's really all that, Blake. I've, I think Mississippi State will have a solid defense, and Zach Arnett was there. It'll, be, it'll kind of be the same defense. But um, I don't know, man. Auburn – I'll say like 27 to to 17-ish. And kind of one of those games where like you're always in control, right? Maybe maybe you're up by 10 to 7 the whole kind of game. And there's moments where you're like, oh, this could go one way. But I just think Auburn kind of controls it throughout and maybe wins it by 7 or 10 to points. I've got us winning this game and not really being too much of a test. I respect what they've done lately. But, um, yeah, man, I just have a lot of questions about Mississippi Mississippi State here. This game being at home, uh, last time we played them for a while, I've got Auburn. You remember two years ago what happened? Uh, yeah, bro. My heart got broken. You remember a year ago what happened? I was actually kind of proud that night, but yeah, that was tough. Man, I think I think Auburn thirty-eight. Give me give me thirty-eight to to thirty-one, thirty-eight twenty-eight, something like that. Uh, last year they couldn't stop us on the ground. For real, you know, I mean, you right. remember the the pop plays that we had, man. Like, yeah, we Robbie popped, you know. Yeah, we were we were running on them, um, and like you mentioned, all the things that you mentioned, like how much change are they going through, Dustin? Like, there's just so many things, man, and and the the devastation that hit that program last year, and and you know, rest in peace to the pirate, man. He was so well loved, and uh, you know, they they won their bowl game last year, and they ended things on a high note for him, and. But, but all the change and the new coaching staff and everything and Zach Arnett going from D.C. to head coach, first first head coaching gig and all of that stuff, I just think there's too much to overcome here. And, man, I just got Auburn for redemption. Like, mm. Auburn to, to, re, to just totally redeem themselves for the last two years. And I had a Mississippi State fan come at me and say, you know, during my lifetime – in the past 10 years, Mississippi State and Auburn are five and five. So do you want to go five and six in the last 11 against Mississippi State, mm. who I consider, what do I always tell you, Dustin? If you want to be competitive in the SEC West, you got to beat the baseball schools. All right. Ole Miss, Mississippi State are two baseball schools. We got another one coming up. So I like Auburn here. I, hey, there you go. Just point they, that out. They did win the Natty a couple years ago. They did, they did uh, and they didn't play in Hoover last year. Is all I'm saying. But what does that what does that put us six and two? Yeah, that's got us at uh, it's got us yeah, at six and two. Yeah, right we're bugging. Here, we're, yeah, we're, <laughs> no, Blake, we're good. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, we're good. We're good because I think this is gonna happen. All right, I, yeah. I truly do. Like, like I know everybody in the national media, like, like big game boomer. Oh uh, lord. Yeah. 
clown uh three and nine like get out of here bro like i don't even know how you have the followers that you have but go hey, off man look auburn ain't losing on my birthday man that's my no. final analysis they're not yeah. gonna lose on my birthday we're not um, losing mississippi state bro. so we'll say so we got us at six and two do you think we are do you think that we are top 15 at that point around there around there right. kind of like, depends on what a and m and all miss are at huh yeah, like I, I could see us in the top twenty for sure. Maybe, maybe not top fifteen ish because I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah, but I, I think if you beat Vandy, you sneak in there. You get in there. It, I mean, we're not going to to take the ACT or anything. Like we're going to kick <laughs> ass. Uh, so I'll go ahead and give my prediction there, Dustin. I, I think we whoop their ass. Yeah. Um. Just real quick on Vandy. Listen. We both got dubs. Um, happy homecoming to all the Commodores. I don't want to hear the, the the 21 to 21 and all that. We'll take that series lead. That whole place will be 80% Auburn. Well, are fans even going to be allowed? Like, is their stadium ready to go? Or no. what, are they, what are they doing there? No, the end zone is dirt. All right? Sweet. And, and I mean, yeah, you're not – I mean, the place is a disaster. Have fun beating Hawaii Saturday because we're coming to kick that ass. That's pathetic. And their basketball arena is absolutely pathetic. Vandy, what y'all got going on? Y'all are too the ACT Foot, and baseball. Bro, like, I know, but, man, to, to not have – I saw the picture of their stadium, and I'm just like, I'm embarrassed for you. Like, to be an SEC program, regardless of what your status is. I don't care. I'm – it seems like I care more than they do. <laughs> they care about baseball and the ACT, man. That All is right. it. So we got us at seven and two, Blake. Mm-hmm. Seven and freaking two. Um, yep. man, that would be something. But I, I mean, I feel like we pointed out how this can be. It seems crazy when you say seven and two, but as we've gone through it game by game, it kind of bears us out. And as crazy as it is when you play LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. This is the easiest schedule we've had in the last 10 years, and that's by the numbers. So as we roll into – we beat we uh, at Vandy, and then we roll to Arkansas, back-to-back SEC road games here. Um, Blake, this one really, really concerns me, and it mm-hmm. concerns me because Rocket Sanders is a dude. Mm-hmm. And as much as we like to kind of poke at K.J. Jefferson, we poke at K.J. Jefferson because of, one, the outlandish expectations that Arkansas fans have put on him – and two, some of the ridiculous comparisons that the media has, you know, the Cam Newton stuff and all that. But I do think that K.J. Jefferson is a above average to good college quarterback. He's obviously going into his third year as a starter. They're going to be able to run the ball. This is a game that if it was at home, I would be viewing a certain kind of way. I hope that the boys that were on the team last year take this one personally because this was just a drumming. We were never in this game. I've said it before, the worst atmosphere I've ever seen at that stadium. Um, the worst feeling I've ever had waking up for an Auburn game. I woke up for that game almost not getting a damn. I, I'll never wake up that way for Auburn, but, boy, I was just about over what we had going on. And I think everybody that was in that stadium was. I think everybody put mm-hmm. the uniform on that day that was. Just yeah. was it just wasn't good, man. And obviously, two days later, the sun comes back out on the plains and hope arises again just from eliminating a poisonous potato. And, but this is, so I feel like a lot of these guys, man, they want to have revenge. You know, like I mentioned on this fireside, those guys talked about wanting to get those games back where they know they got smacked. I believe this one was brought up as well. But for me, biggest concern, run defense. 
on the road versus a team that's going to pound the rock. And it's late, Blake. This is the late game in the season. And I think at this point, what is the status of Justin Rogers? What is the status of Jason Jones? What is the status of Jalen McLeod and Kedrick Falk? What's up with those linebackers? Did Larry Nixon step up? Did my boy Robert Woodger step up? Are they still there? Did Eugene Asante step up? Has Austin Key stepped up? Because this is a game you're going to need them. And not only do they step up, but are they healthy? Because this is the ninth game. You're down here now. I mean, this is what? Uh, November 11th. So on the road, it's not that I think going to Vandy is tough. It's that I think that back-to-back road games put a strain on your team mentally and physically. And so is going to are you going to get beat up going to Vandy? No. But back-to-back road games in the SEC in your eighth and then ninth game, just the preparation that week, the travel, that kind of thing, I think this is a tough spot for us. And um, Arkansas before, they go to UF. Like, I'll make my prediction on Florida. Um, here next week when we do our SEC predictions. But I got a little secret for you, Blake. I'm not high on them. I think Arkansas goes in in the Gainesville and absolutely rolls and has no trouble doing it. So I don't think that that's even really a test for them. That's how I'm really low on Florida. So I just – they don't have a tough game before us type thing. And then we're coming in there on the road, man, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I think that Arkansas pounds the rock on us. I've got us at 7-2. and We're going to lose some games, man. We're going to lose some games, whether it's the A&M game or this one. We're going to lose one of those games. That's the way I feel. You can almost interchange A&M with this one. But with the way that this one is in the season and what I feel like will be our deficiencies as a team, specifically depth at at linebacker and depth at defensive line, I have major concerns about a team that I think is going to run the ball down a lot of people's throat this year. I'm going to go Arkansas. And I'm going to say Arkansas wins this one 35 to 30-ish type deal. Yeah. What's the status of K.J. Jefferson? He he didn't he couldn't stay healthy last year. That's a good uh, point. So late in the season, on the road, Auburn's had success there, a lot yeah. of success. Uh, Auburn has – uh, lost a heartbreak, <laughs> lost a heartbreaker <laughs> there, uh, a time or two. But um, you know, I'm with you on on them running the football. If KJ's healthy, veteran team, uh, I think this might be the game where Peyton's got to air it out, brother. Mm-hmm. I think this might be the game uh, where Peyton's got to drop back and and let it fly because their secondary was trash last year. It was Very awful. True. I know a lot of the Arkansas fans think that they have improved in that area. I'm I'm waiting to see it. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm not gonna They going ten and two, Blake. Man, come on. KJ getting the highs, man. You haven't heard. Come on. I mean But Jacob Jesus. Davis said No, no, no. <laughs> um Man, that's just, that goes back to my point of people knowing their place, bro. Like Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, you're talking reckless. You're talking reckless, and I'm sick of it. That's why I want Auburn football to get back so bad because right. the only people that can talk shit to me, LSU, you can talk shit. Like we can go back and forth. That's right. fine. I'm cool with that. I'll, I'll talk with an LSU fan all day. Alabama, you want to talk trash? Okay, yeah, you got, you know, your little made-up number of national championships and all that. Like, cool. 
that's that's fine, you know. Whatever. The rivalry, what do you got, an 11-game lead on us? Like, for you to have 18 national championships and only an 11-game lead in the series probably wouldn't be that if you wouldn't hey. – Playing home, used to playing home games till 1989. There you go. I was about to say a bad word and I had to cut myself <laughs> off, but uh, you know it wouldn't yeah. be the way it is. But um, and and Georgia, you want to talk trash? Like I can talk trash with a Georgia fan. But one thing about a Georgia fan, now I know I'm getting a little off topic, but one thing about a Georgia fan is don't sit here and act like you've just been so much better than Auburn right. historically. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll give you the I'll give you the last couple years with Kirby Smart, but. Um, Look, we can talk. We can talk with those teams. But when you want to bow your chest and everything as an Arkansas or Ole Miss or Mississippi State fan or whatever, uh, Kentucky, I, I've even seen Kentucky fans talking about Auburn. But sit down. Like, <laughs> Arkansas, bro, you, you've been to Atlanta one time and, and you got beat. And that was your greatest team ever. And, like, you know, Darren McFadden didn't even win the Heisman Trophy that year. So, yeah. um, you know. As far as this game goes, yeah, I think Arkansas beats us on the road. I think we fall to seven and three. I'm still not mad about it. Oh, like yeah. I'm okay. Like it is what it is. I, I think they run the ball on us. I, I think them being at home uh, plays a huge factor in it. But don't get me wrong. I could see Auburn beating Arkansas, like you said. I could see Auburn slip into an A and M. I could see Auburn slip into an Ole Miss. Like I see that, but realistically, I, I think Auburn leaves uh, Fayetteville at seven and three. I think Arkansas just has a little bit more success at home, uh, and uh, I think they eventually wear Auburn down late. So I, I think it's going to be a, uh, like you said, man, 38, 30, 38, 34, like 38-31, something like that. You know, uh, I think it's close. I think it's damn close. So. Uh, I'm okay with seven and three, Dustin. Like I'm not yeah. mad about it. I would feel differently about that game probably if it was if it was earlier in the season. But like I said, say you swap that game date wise with A and M, then I would probably be like, I don't know about going to A and M that late in the season. It would still be yeah. the same question. So ultimately, you're still going to come out with the same record there. So we both got seven and three. Me and Blake agreeing right down the pipe, man. And again, we did not. <laughs> we yeah, this way it is, is what it is. It looks like it, but yeah, we're just so used to each other, man. Look, we talk every day. <laughs> uh, we we text every day. We record all the time. So, like, we read each other's minds, man. And it's yeah. just that's just how it is. Uh, so, New Mexico State, who will be yeah. taking on New Mass this week, I won't get into yeah. this one much, man. We blow these yeah. boys out. Get and it off then, <laughs> and then honoring the 2013 Auburn. Tigers at the Iron Bowl, the 2013 team. There's three teams getting honored this year, um, 83, 93, and 2013. And appropriately, 2013 is getting uh, honored at the Iron Bowl. Obviously, probably the greatest game in Auburn history there with a kick six. Um, man, there's so – I mean, you know what to say about this game. Me and Blake have said that a million times. We know that the audience here agrees. Biggest game in sports. And I'm going to steal something from Blake here because it's probably the best point that Blake has made this summer. Um, this rivalry is about to get nasty. It's, it's about to turn up a little bit because when both teams are good, that's what happens. And lately, we just haven't been on their level. We haven't even been the kind of team that you can even – it's one of the things where 
when I get hit with the roll tide at the gas station, I'm like, okay, man. I mean, your coach is Nick Saban. I just have Brian Harson. Like, congratulations. I don't even know what you want me to say to you. Like, yeah, cool, cool, man, cool. 22 championships, 15 national championships. At that point, who even cares? Um, so good for y'all. But it's about to turn up. And you remember back when, when Harson's first year with freaking TJ Finley, who just lost the QB battle at Texas State? was out there on one ankle, and we took that thing to three overtimes. And truthfully, the play that we used on the two-point conversion, when we had to go for two, we should have used after the first overtime to just go for it and win, you know, to win it or lose it. Because you weren't going to stop them at that point. Your defensive line was completely gassed. You should have used that play, the throwback play to the tight end. You should have used that in the first overtime to go for the dub and just say to hell with it and throw caution to the win. Because what did it matter? What did it matter? But again, you had a guy that talked all kind of stuff. It wasn't about anything that he talked about. And even with that and everything that was going on in that program, we still lost that game in three overtimes by two. So I understand what the stadium is going to be that day. When you're going to, you're going to see Nick Marshall and Chris Davis and all those guys get honored at the game before the game, they'll be playing the highlights. It's going to be hype. We've got us at seven and three. Anytime. Or eight and three, excuse me, eight and three after New Mexico State. Anytime when Alabama comes in there and Auburn's eight and three, nine and two, whatever the deal, y'all know what it is. We give them boys a problem. Um, here's the thing about Alabama, and I hate to even to even bump them up a little bit on this pod, but I just gotta say it. I've heard a lot of stuff this offseason. I've seen some eight and fours. Listen, you won't follow the people that say that, you just don't follow recruiting. You just don't follow recruiting. If you think Alabama's eight and four, then you need to get you a prescription or subscription to Rivals or on three or somebody because you are not up to date. These boys are stacked. They had one three star last year in their class, one three star. He was the number one kicker in the country. That's how they that's how they recruit. But our stadium, our atmosphere, the Auburn family. This game is separate from the season, in my opinion. It's its own thing. It stands alone. So I really hate to even predict this one. I really do. But I will just say this. I know that the main questions about Alabama are at quarterback. And people are acting like because they have questions at quarterback, that there's all kind of questions about their team. Alabama will line up and pound a lot of people into submission this year. Nick Saban's going to find a way to win games. Now, I'm going to predict us to lose here. I'm going to say, oh, God, 31 to 30, like a heartbreaker type deal. And it's really just this, Blake. I've Auburn's had back-to-back losing seasons. So it's just going to take – I haven't seen nothing yet. It's going to take a little bit for me to say, okay, you're about to dethrone Alabama. I got to see more than just the offseason of hope. So as we stand right now, I just cannot predict us to make that big of a jump in the similar way that I talked about with Georgia. I just don't see a way where we have made that big of a jump yet. But I say that fully acknowledging what that atmosphere will be if we are eight and three like we're predicting here. And um, my confidence level 
And this Alabama pick would be like 51 to 49. I mean, this is an iron ball is almost truly a toss up, especially when Auburn is good. But my feet are to the fire. I have to make a pick here. I'm going to go head over heart, but even head, even head. It's not crazy to pick Auburn here. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Bama and I hate to do it. And that's going to put us at eight and four. You know, we've talked about that this game could potentially go either way. Every year, man, you never know, right? Like, look at look at how bad Auburn was last year. And you go into Bryant-Denny and you hang around for a little bit, right? Uh, you had a, a, a muff punt, if you want to call it that, oh, that kind of changed the momentum. Jarquez fumbled. That changed a little momentum. Uh, but you never know about this football game. You just never know. It's the greatest rivalry in, in college sports. Like, in, in my opinion, uh, spending the 32 years of my lifetime in the state of Alabama, uh, this is the greatest game in all of sports. Uh, I, I think if you've never been a part of it, if you've never witnessed it, if you don't really know a lot about it, I think you need to. Uh, I tell people all the time that around the country that love college football, please witness an Iron Bowl. Please Learn the rivalry, man, and learn what it means to people in the state of Alabama. Let me tell you something and what it means to me. I wake up every morning, 4.30 a.m. I go to the gas station, right? If I see you walking into the gas station behind me and you have on Alabama stuff, I'm not going to hold the door open for you. I'm not going to do it, Dustin. That's I, like I'm just not. You want to know why? Because I don't like you, okay? <laughs> Period. I don't. I don't like you. I never have and I never will. Just that simple. I don't want to hear roll tide out of your mouth. Like, uh, okay, I get it. Like you said, cool. You're on the greatest dynasty run of all time. Like, good for you. Uh, but <laughs> I just, I, I don't like it, man. Like, I, I, I hate Alabama. I, I, I just, I hate Harvey, uh, Harvey Updike. Mm. I, I hate, uh, the Denny Chimes. I hate everything about that campus. I hate everything about that stupid stadium that they think is nice and they think it's loud and they think it's just the most electric thing. Uh, and and it, it's like a, a damn business meeting in there. I mean, they got gates around the damn field and everything. Like, mm-hmm. and and then they got their stupid little sayings about, oh, well, we don't rush the field at Bryant Denny because it's just another Saturday and all this and. <laughs> you know, drink another Bud Light to that, you know, and I'm just like, shut up, man. Like, I hate it. I hate them. Can't stand them, Dustin. Like, and I know, I know, like, you and Harrison and and you guys say that, oh, I hate Georgia more than I hate Mm -hmm. Alabama. There ain't no way in hell you will ever (laughs) hear me say that. I hate Georgia, dog. Let me tell you something. I, I hate Georgia. But I'm telling you right now, there is a different level of hatred that I have for that Crimson A sitting right there on that screen. Like, I didn't even want to put the graphic on the screen, bro. That's how bad <laughs> I hate them. I, I just – and and that's that's been like a thing with me and my dad, man. Like, me and, me and my pops, like, and my brother even. Like, we're all three Auburn fans. My mom's an Alabama fan. Um, and, and it's a thing where uh, we don't even watch the Iron Bowl together. 
because we can't, you know, like my dad at his house, they go into one room. My mom goes into another, right? Like my brother, he, he, he comes over here sometimes and watches it with me or I might go over to his place, but like, we don't watch it together as a family just because like, you know, my mom's there, bro. And I I just, I know I'm going to get ignorant if if (laughs) all goes some type of way, you know, and, and, uh, but it's it's a hell of a rivalry, man, and and I can only imagine what it's going to be like Hughes' first year uh, in Jordan Hare. I think it's going to be an electric atmosphere. The thing about Alabama is they're still Alabama. I don't care who goes in at quarterback, man. I really don't. They're still going to win games. They're still going to run the football at an elite level. Their offensive line is going to be better this year. I I just I'm not on the train of them like you said, man. I see people. I see people saying like I saw one the other day on Twitter like seven and five and I was yeah, like chill like chill out bro like, <laughs> stop all right uh, the last the last time was oh seven stop all right. all right um I don't know man I think their defense is gonna be legit I think they're they're I, I said this, man. How do you replace a Will Anderson? <laughs> but then, like you said, look at how they recruit, right? Man. They got dudes. Okay, Clay Ruchall and a James Smith. Yeah, like like that's that's how you recruit, and uh, that's how you replace guys like him. Uh, so, at the end of the day, when I look at it, I have no idea where these two teams are going to be uh, in real time. Um, I I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback for the University of Alabama. I'm just going to say that we lose this game just simply because it's Nick Saban and Alabama. They've missed the playoffs last year, and, uh, you know, we, we saw the heartbreaker to Georgia and the Natty and everything like that with Bryce Young, and, and you know, Alabama fans are itching. Um, so I, I'm i just going to say we lose, man, and, and we go eight and four. And as a diehard Auburn fan, I'm going to sit here and tell you that if we go eight and four, Dustin, I'm throwing a party, brother. Hmm. And that might sound – look, it might sound insane, Dustin. People might say, oh, you're going to throw a party for eight and four? Eight and four is much, much different than five and seven. And mm, uh, and, and even seven. and even a loss to Houston in the Birmingham Bowl, right? <sighs> so, like, you can take it as, as Alabama fans saying, oh, well, Auburn lives for eight and four seasons. But the way I look at it, the way I look at it is is progress. All right, you go out and you have an eight and four year, and you elevate yourself in the recruiting game even more than what you have. I just think there's so much momentum, man, and I think there's so much momentum for you to get back to those ten win seasons, the the undefeated seasons that Auburn has had in the past, and you competing for SEC titles. That is what we want at Auburn University. And I think going eight and four, you can't hold your head at that. I think you there's a bright spot there, Dustin, and I think there's momentum there. Yeah, like you, the recruiting is the key there, Blake. Um, we said that we lose a close game to Georgia. We've said that we lose a close game to Alabama. We've said we lose close games to LSU. There's your selling point right there for the staff. Yep. Hey, man, we went eight and four. We improved off of a five and seven season. Um, you come be the difference. You tell us four, you tell us four and five stars. Hey, man, with you, now I'm looking at 10 and two. Now I'm looking at 11 and one because this is the last year where 10 and two doesn't get you in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 
And if you look at Auburn's schedule next year, and that's the point I want to make about, about an eight and four prediction, is you go eight and four, like you said, recruiting. You go eight and four, you're going to have a top 10 recruiting class because you're on the verge of that now. If mm-hmm. you're going just off a blue chip ratio, you're in the top five. Like mm-hmm. we're bringing in studs. If we're br- Everything we've seen from Hugh Freeze and the staff tells us we're going to kill the portal again. Mm-hmm. And the same way that Brian Kelly killed the portal his first time, won the SEC West. I don't predict us to finish to, to win the West this year, yeah. but, in the, but in the same way that they did that, and then they came out again and killed it in another portal cycle because you still can say, hey, we still, that, like for, from LSU standpoint, they were able to say, listen, we still only won nine games. And I say only, but they were selling, you can get us to that 11. You can get us to that 12. We could be in that same boat if we go eight and four. Then you go to them and say, listen, man, we've got like Missouri and Kentucky next year. Mm-hmm. Like our schedule is next year's schedule is something that Auburn fans have not seen. Not in my lifetime. Me and your generation hasn't seen this, what we're going to yep. get next year. Yep. I mean, you can really look at it if everything goes right and say, okay, we can find ourselves into a 12 team playoff. So if you go eight and four and I'm going to, what if you did this? Hey, everybody, everybody at home, hold on to your seats. What if you won the damn bowl game? What if Auburn won a bowl game? And then went into the offseason nine and four with the momentum of a bowl win. Mm-hmm. Man, top 10 recruiting class, top five portal class, all that kind of stuff would, would come. I feel comfortable saying that at this point. I've seen nothing that would make me think otherwise from Brother Hugh and his staff. So, Blake, if we do what me and you just sat here and predicted, and then again, we did, we, we predicted literally game by game. Um, but that's just like you said, man, we just, uh, we've talked about it so much, and that's kind of where we land on it. But uh, I would just feel, in 2009, I made this point, Gene Chizik, 8-5, and five, Natty next year. Not saying that Natty's coming next year, but you were coming off of a really bad losing season, and then you made that progress, you had a good recruiting class, and then you hit and you took off. Same kind of thing. Tennessee, bad year, bring in Heifel, things get turned around, show some progress, 7-8 win season. I remember exactly what they did his first year. And yeah. then, bang, last, next, uh, next year they win 10 games, they make a lot of noise. It's a very, very reasonable scenario to put us in. And I just – I don't think that if Auburn finishes a regular season 8-4, and four, there's any any reason but to have hope and have optimism and view this as a huge success. Yep. I agree 100%, Dustin. You can't hang your head at 8-4. and four. Not after what we've been through the last two years, right? Right. Yeah, uh, sure. So I, I would be ecstatic, brother. I would be ecstatic. Blake, um, I have some final thoughts that I want to get in here. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out to current Auburn commit, Amon Lane. I saw the video of Amon Lane getting baptized going around on Twitter the other day, and I just want to shout out to Amon and say that's awesome, brother. Um, it's really something, and I know that somebody will pop in the comments and make some stupid comment, and that's all well and good. But it's really something to kind of see the way uh, the, the high-character guys that Hugh Freeze is bringing in. And whether you like it or not, you're going to hear a lot of commitments. Uh, we talked at the beginning of the episode, we talked about Peyton Thorne's comments, um, something he also mentioned in there was that uh, he loves the Auburn area because it's a very Christian-based type community. You're going, to, you're going to see a lot of that with Hugh Freeze as the head coach. You're going to see uh, uh, faith brought up, faith mentioned. It's going to be a part of his program. It's obviously a public university, so people won't be forced to believe anything they don't want to uh, be forced to believe in. And he was actually given a very specific de- definition of what he is talking about when he says faith mm-hmm. to the team. Now, we know that he has his own Christian faith, but I just wanted to shout out to Amon Lane, man. Um, that's that's awesome, bro. 
And another thing, dude, another thing that I wanted to say was we have given so much. We Tuesday night, everybody gave Hugh Freeze an A. And then yeah. we all kind of said there's no reason to not give Hugh Freeze an A. I want to throw up to President Stephen Roberts and John Cohen and everybody involved, man, behind the scenes. Rich, uh, Rich McGlynn, everybody, bro. Everybody running on to victory. Mm-hmm. All the all the ladies behind the scenes on the recruiting staff, everybody behind the scenes that does that isn't the head coach or isn't the quarterback. Thank you, because it takes yeah. it takes more than just one person. Hugh Freeze can't do it all by himself. He needs to have a staff of people that are as hungry as him. Now it says a lot about him to build that culture. It has to come from the top down. Mm-hmm. but I was watching Tiger talk before we started because we're recording this Thursday night and it's debuting it on Fridays. Um, look, man, the word alignment, Andy Burton and Brad Law were talking about it with, with John Cohen and, and Hugh Freeze. And it's just, a, you just keep hearing it. And I really believe it. I really think for the first time in the boosters, Blake, mm-hmm. I haven't shouted him out in a while. Jimmy mm-hmm. Rain, what's up, baby? Are you, Shout uh, out. Oh, are you talking about the people that want Auburn to hey, lose? The evil boosters. Yeah, man. <laughs> Those people that pay millions of dollars to see Auburn lose and sabotage the program? No yeah, way. For sure. That, um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Shout sorry, man. Yeah, I know, brother. I know. Listen, you know, we're all for it, man. Listen, everybody behind the freaking scenes, man. This was a huge mess. The Auburn family was fractured. Blake has made the point all summer long that Cadillac picked the family up that night and reminded everybody of what we were supposed to be. And I, it's my personal belief that everybody behind the scenes at the university and us as well, shout out to the fans. We have done one hell of a job, man, as the whole entire Auburn family of getting this thing back to where it needs to go. So I just want to tell everybody, man, like, thank you. Thank you to everybody that watches this podcast and subscribe. We made it. We made it. There will be football this weekend, three teams that Auburn plays. And, yes, we're picking uh, every SEC game this year. So, I know Blake has already said it. He said hammer bandy. Um, I'm telling you to hammer bandy as well. So, that's yeah. our one. That's the only SEC game this week. So, that's the only one we can pick. Um, we're picking bandy. Blake, new show times for the people, right? Yep. We, we did – yeah, we did it for the sun. We did it for the summer. They had the ten o'clocks. Talk to the people. Tell them what we got going on. New show times, man. Sunday at three p.m. Central Standard These are all Time. Central. Auburn time. All Central times. Okay. Uh, Tuesday at seven p.m. That will be a live show. Central Ooh, Standard Time. Uh, Hey, and we are going to chop it up. We appreciate everybody that come in this past Tuesday. Uh, The chat was popping. uh, The guest list was popping. Hopefully we can put together another guest list uh, for each and every one of you that tune in. And then Friday uh, at 10 a.m., we will keep that time right here. So exciting times for the Uptempo podcast. Uh, Myself and Dustin, we're excited for football season. We're excited to interact with this fan base. We're excited to see some of you at the games. So uh, we can't wait for that. Dustin, you ready to get us out of here? Yeah, real quick on these times. Um, For the guys that listen, for everybody that listens on audio, um, the Tuesday live show will be coming out the next day on Wednesday. Um, With the Sunday and Friday, though, those will be dropping shortly after, especially the Friday, because the way this Mm -hmm. is going to work coming into the season, the Sundays will be our reviews. We'll be reviewing the game. That'll post. We're gonna go. Uh, that'll post up after the after or the weekend tailgate from our guys at War Report. Mm-hmm. So 
We'll be up at three. That'll be our game review from the game on Saturday. Tuesday will be the live show. And then Friday will be the preview. So for the audio on Sunday and Friday, those will be dropping shortly after the YouTube videos um, on Tuesday. That we'll, we'll give that some time to breathe. And then that'll be posted on Wednesday. So just be aware of that if you are somebody that listens on audio. Look, like I said at the beginning of the video, we're at one or 850 subs, about 150 away from 1,000. Share this video, hashtag level up. That's L-V-L-U-P. And the link will be in the description for one of these bad boys. Yes, yeah, sir. You see Blake rocking it right there. The level up t-shirt, man. So go get one of those. Support us here at the Up Tempo Podcast. Like we say all the time, everything that y'all do to support us, we appreciate. And it's getting pumped right back into this podcast so we can keep bringing y'all this War Eagle content. And we are so fired up that we don't have to do any more damn predictions or guesses. It's time to talk about some freaking ball, man. So we will see you guys for our members. Be on the lookout this weekend. That recruiting pod will pop up. Like we said, this will be our first kind of time on the road, so we'll figure out how it goes. It'll get better as the season. But watch that recruiting pod. It's going to pop. And uh, join that varsity squad, man, so you can be a part of that. We appreciate all you guys. War Damn Eagle. And we will see you all Sunday at 3 p.m. We're out of here.